Welcome to Conversations, a podcast featuring conversations about life, theology, scripture, church, and everything in between. Hosted by Genesis Church in Mexico, Missouri. Find out more at www.genesisbegins.com. Welcome to uh, another podcast of Conversations with Genesis Church. I am Jeff Stott. I'm one of the uh, pastors at Genesis Church, and uh, I have with me uh, Jacob Goebel. And by the way, I just said your name correctly, I think. Man, you, you're killing it. Yeah, I know it. And uh, for those hey, of I, I watched when you introduced us to the church, you got it right every time. I watched yes. the whole thing. I was like, I'm going to see what he does here. Yeah. Yeah. And when, uh, so those who don't know, I, for some reason, I, I call him Jason all the time. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm working on it. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not old enough to say it's a senior moment, but I'm getting close to that. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, before we, uh, we're always going to be talking about jealousy uh, today, but uh, before we do that, I want to uh, just do a little review and make a couple announcements here. First of all, if you are watching us on Facebook and you've come across this, uh, we are on uh, like Spotify and Apple and other ways of how, whatever how you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can look us up. Uh, like say on Spotify, go in there and look us up under conversations with Genesis church. Uh, and you'll find us. And there's a host of stuff that we've uh, talked about over the last year. Um, um, right now we're in a series on emotional discipleship. Um, and, um, and I, along with a few others, we've been talking about what is emotional discipleship, uh, Chris Creech and I, we, uh, wrestled with the definition of it. And we talked about the levels of emotional maturity and how that applies to Christians. And then Billy Johnson and I talked about anger and we focused in on, uh, the anger ladder and how that works and what the Bible says about be angry and sin, not, and how to respond to other people's anger. Uh, then, uh, Chris Creech and I also talked about grief. Um, on one episode and just how to deal with grief and the difference between, you know, worldly grief and godly grief and, um, and how God uses grief to uh, grow us spiritually. Uh, then Preston Thompson and I, we talked about fear and what that, what that looks like in Christian and what that looks like for churches and how that hinders, uh, our walk with God and when God's leading us and what do we do about the things that we're afraid of as believers. And, uh, t today we'll be talking about jealousy. And then next time, uh, Kate Shaw and I are going to be talking about being easily offended and, um, which I think is very appropriate <laughs> considering everything that seems to be going on. Everybody's offended. Um, all right. And now, okay. So we've been talking about emotional discipleship and, uh, in some of, on some of these episodes at the very beginning, I, I, I give an emotional discipleship principle. And so uh, there's two things I want to mention. First of all, I, I want to talk about emotional awareness and emotional awareness is where you are aware of your emotions and the emotions of others. Now, some people do this very well. Some people don't, there are some things that you can do to train yourselves with that. And we'll share that in another podcast somewhere down the road. Um, but uh, one of the things that we're going to try to do today is to help bring an awareness to what jealousy is, this, this feeling of jealousy versus envy and how to deal with jealousy and uh, good jealousy, bad jealousy. 
another principle um, is emotional ridicule. All right. So emotional ridicule is this. All right. If you have been listening to all these podcasts on emotional discipleship, you, you have discovered and learned probably quite a bit about emotions and thought about emotions from a Christian perspective that you haven't really thought much about. Um, and here's what's going to happen. Your emotional radar is now going to go up. You are going to become more aware of your own emotions and feelings, the good ones and the bad ones. And uh, you're going to want to talk about it. And you're going to point it out and say, let's just say you're married. And uh, you've been listening to this and your spouse has not. And you are struggling with an emotion in yourself. And you become transparent and you start talking about how you feel about something, something that annoys you, something that depresses you, something that you're afraid of that you haven't really ever talked about before, but you're feeling comfortable enough to talk about it with someone. And you're there, you're transparent, you're being honest, and but your spouse is not there. And so when you share it, uh, they will respond in various ways. And sometimes people being trying to be nice will say things like, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Or, um, you know, well, all you have to do is just trust God and have faith. And, you know, those feelings will go away or they might, they might say, well, you're just being too sensitive. Uh, okay. All that is emotional ridicule. They are belittling your emotions. And most people don't know how to have conversations emotionally uh, especially when we get into darker emotions and feelings and especially when you start unpacking your past. So just be aware <clears throat> and don't get mad at them. All right. Just be aware that as you're processing, uh, your own emotions and, uh, with the people in your life and you're talking about it, you'll discover that, uh, people have a hard time talking about it. now with that said, <clears throat> all right. So last night, by the way, um, in my life group, uh, we were sitting in the living room and there was several people in a circle and, uh, the group actually wanted, well, one guy asked us if we could talk about emotional discipleship since this was the podcast. And so we took a break from what we were doing in our life group and we talked about emotional discipleship and all kinds of stuff. And they were able to ask some questions. Well, about halfway through the life group, this guy, uh, in my life group said, <clears throat> Uh, he pointed out something. He says, we've been talking about emotions and getting a little deeper here. He said, I've been noticing everybody's body language. And he said, he pointed out immediately, uh, everybody in the group, except for one, uh, their legs were either crossed, their arms were crossed. They were withdrawn. And he said, he said, that seems like we're uncomfortable talking about our emotions, you know? And, um, uh, and the only person that was not had arms crossed or legs crossed was me. And I, I didn't, you know, and I went, oh, because well, I'm very comfortable, you know, making people uncomfortable. It's <laughs> so talking about yeah. emotions. And, uh, but I, I didn't notice that. I wasn't paying attention to the body language, but uh, he pointed that out. So my point is, is that um, uh, a lot of people just don't know how to talk about their emotions or even identify the actual emotion they're feeling and then what to do with it. So. All right, uh, that is my emotional discipleship uh, points and observations. So let's get started with uh, jealousy. Now, who, who do I have with me? Well, this is Jacob Goble. He is a church planner. 
He is in Lebanon, Illinois, and uh, Genesis Church, the church I pastor, has partnered with uh, him and Rooted Community Church, and um, this is a new partnership, and so we just announced it to the church, uh, and so we're going to be, some of us are going to be traveling uh, here in a few weeks to uh, hang out with them on a Sunday night, and uh, just to get to know him and some of his people, and then we're going to be doing some other stuff down the road. And, uh, and their actual official launch date, this is 2022, is tentatively September-ish. And so... Yeah. That's church <laughs> uh, planning right there. Yeah. September-ish. Yeah, yeah September-ish. And so uh, uh, he's married. And um, anyway, I thought I'd invite him and, and we'll talk about jealousy. And so, uh, well, Jacob, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. All right. So let's get this thing started. All right. Um, when you think of jealousy, what comes to your mind? And, and maybe the better question is before we get into the definition, as we just talk about this, uh, when you look in your life, uh, have you struggled with jealousy or, I mean, some people do, some people don't, I mean, I, you know, where are you at on this jealousy thing? Yeah. Uh, so absolutely have, have experienced jealousy, have, have struggled with it, um, early on in ministry, uh, specifically. Um, so most of the time when I think about jealousy, it's, it's like in the negative sense, um, just like, this is not a good thing. And, uh, as I identify it in my life, like it has been a, a sinful jealousy in me. Um, so it, it usually, it doesn't like for me, it, it hasn't come in the yearning for, uh, the good thing. Um, it's just, um, it comes along with the thought of like, what is that person doing that I'm not to deserve that good thing? Um, so that's how it's happened in my life. And it's specifically for me uh, to give sort of an example. Um, it was when other people were having more quote unquote success um, and having more people show up to their ministry than, than I would. Um, I would say I was, I was jealous um, that I didn't, in that I didn't have the right view of success. Um, so out of selfishness, I, I would, and still, you know, sometimes this creeps back in, um, would have a desire of what other others have in a wrong way. So, um, I, I just think naturally we all have, um, this wrong sense of jealousy in our lives, in, in our lives. And, and we desire what other people have and, and we want that thing. And, and it's essentially, it comes down to this, like, uh, we want what other people have. Um, we say, well, if I can't have it, you can't either. Um, I don't want you to have it. And so I've, I've experienced that in my life and in ministry, like, I don't want other people to have that success because I can't have it either. Um, that's where it's really, I found a root uh, of it in my life. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I'm going to go way back to prehistoric years. Um, when I used to be single and dating, uh, all right. So, uh, let's go. Oh, middle school. We'll just start there. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> believe it or not, um, you know, uh, uh, I used to have girlfriends and, uh, you know, it's so funny when you get older, your kids, especially your grandkids, they can't imagine their grandparents dating anybody else 
<laughs> other than who they're married to, you know? And so anyway, when, uh, I was a jealous individual. Oh man. You know, um, and there's a lot of issues behind jealousy. We're not gonna be able to get in today and why people get jealous and overprotective of things and people. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with being brought up. Okay. My, my dad was an alcoholic. So I was raised in alcohol home. Most people on the podcast who listen to this, they know that. And so parents are divorced and there's, and I'm an only child. And there's a bunch of baggage and all that. And so out of that, uh, produced me this really jealous nature, uh, an unhealthy jealousy and meaning, Okay. So if I had a girlfriend, okay. So, all right, we're going to get into the definition, uh, details of it later. Uh, but jealousy really has to do with, I, there is something that I perceive belongs to me that is being taken away. Okay. And so, uh, by someone else. And so in the case of a girlfriend, I would get jealous because, you know, she's my girlfriend, not yours. All right. And so if I saw her talking to another guy, and that, and she was laughing and, you know, and, you know, and I thought he was, you know, charming. If I thought he was charming or handsome to her or something like that, I'd get jealous, you know, and, and I, I would not want her. I wouldn't say it, but on the inside, I think, man, I don't want, I don't want them hanging out together at all at lunch, after school, nothing, you know? And, uh, I was always concerned that if, like, uh, for some reason I always dated girls in the band. I don't, I don't, not sure why that was, but anyway, I was not in the band, but, uh, but I dated girls that were in the band. And so, uh, if they went on a band trip, I would get, I would, I would have this, uh, what I call, uh, jealousy fantasy, meaning it wasn't real, but there would be in my mind, there's going to be this per guy there that she's just going to fall you know, head over heels with, he's going to take her away, you know, it, jealousy fantasy, you know? Yeah. And, um, uh, and then as I got older, um, you know, that got better. I got saved and started growing. And then, you know, the, uh, I, I, I didn't have that problem in my marriage at all, which I'm thankful because that'd be terrible mm -hmm. to be a jealous yeah. husband, you know, all the time. And, but, uh, um, but then there were times where, uh, when it came to, and then as an adult or young, especially young adult, something similar to what you just said, you know, it would, I wasn't sure if it was jealousy or envy, but it was one of those two where it's like, okay, man, I'm just as good as that guy. You know, why can't, mm. I, why, why, why don't I have that ministry or that, yeah. you know, and back in the day, uh, you know, I think most young pastors, because we're still foolish and selfish in a lot of ways, we want the big church. We want the fastest growing church, you know, all, yeah. you know, the American dream kind of thing. Yeah. And we would get jealous and envy it over it. And so, um, uh, but jealousy can pop up in anything. It, it, you know, there's times where we, I know that some folks get jealous over their parents attention because they, mm -hmm. you know, mom and dad, I want you to like me but you seem to like him better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, the yeah. sibling kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so jealousy can pop up anywhere in all kinds of relationships. Uh, all right. So what are, right, but this is just out of the blue here. So why do you think we struggle with jealousy? What's going on there? I mean, where does that come from? Yeah. I, I mean, 
obviously we could just say, well, it comes from our sin nature. Like yeah. you could just, you could just say that and leave it there, but which is true. That's not ex- it's true, but it's not extremely helpful. No. Um, I, I, I've identified it in my life specifically, cause that's the easiest way to me, for me to talk about it. Um, it comes from an insecurity that I have, uh, that, that I don't feel like people are going to accept me. Um, if I'm just who I am, I think that's where, like when I view, the success of other people, it comes out of an insecurity that I have that what I'm doing is not good enough. Um, and that, that people are going to want that more. And I don't just rest in who I am and who God made me to be. So I, I think there's in everybody, there's a sense of insecurity where jealousy comes from. Um, I think it just, the insecurity is different for every person. Yeah, I agree. Cause as uh, I was thinking about that, I'm thinking, yeah, okay. Definitely for me, that was true you know, uh, also I think maybe a lack of, I don't want to say self-esteem, but it's more of a self-value. I think for me, as I'm thinking through this, that I just didn't think I was good enough for somebody to hang out. You know, there's always, you know, to me, it's like, okay, it's just a matter of time before somebody better comes along. Yeah. You know, um, oh, by the way, this also, you know, as a pastor, uh, I don't struggle with it now, but, uh, man, in the early days when somebody left the church I was pastoring and went to another church, it's like, dude, why? Yeah. Especially now, if they were the difficult members, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Not, didn't find any jealousy in that. <laughs> no. there was, it was rejoicing, not jealousy. <laughs> oh yes, you can have them, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but whenever someone uh, would leave and go to another church that, you know, it was like, they were a key player, man, you know, I really yeah. liked them and God was using them uh, for us or, uh, there was some, there was some jealousy there. It's like, and, and grief in some way, there's some grief mixed in with that jealousy, mm-hmm. but, uh, okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to just going to sort of, just to kind of get the, give the, the bird's eye view, or maybe even an airplane view, of jealousy. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, the jealousy of God, because again, there's, when we, when you read jealousy in the Bible, all jealousy in the Bible is not the same. And so, cause you're going to see where God is jealous, but at the same time we're told not to be jealous. And then you'll see some, you know, like puzzle Paul, he was talking about how he's jealous of certain things. And so mm-hmm. there's good and bad jealousy. And we'll, we'll talk about all of that. So let's, uh, let's talk about the jealousy of God for just a moment. <clears throat> um, all right. So in a, all right. In Exodus chapter 20, verse five, it's part of the 10 commandments. Uh, here's what the Bible says. And, and okay. For those who are listening, pay attention to this, the jealousy statement. So Exodus 20 verse five says, you must not make your, for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. Why? Well, God says for I, the Lord, your God am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. Okay. Why would God be jealous? I mean, to me, okay. My, my little human perspective here. All right, God, you are probably the most self-sufficient, not probably you are the most (laughs) self-sufficient, you know what I'm saying? Uh, perfect being who has all power, everything. I mean, 
top of the food chain, if you will, you know, um, what, what kind of jealousy are we talking about here? How would you explain this to somebody? Yeah, I, I think it goes back to why God even created us. Like, what did he create us for? And I mean, it's for his glory and, and for us to, to worship and desire to worship him and bring him glory. Um, and so, and when you, when you understand what we were created for and why God would find jealousy when we worship other things, like that just makes so much sense. Like he doesn't need us to, to fulfill him. Like we need him to fulfill us. Like he doesn't need us in that, in that way, but it's that desire. Like he created us so that we could be with him. Uh, So to have an understanding of like, he's jealous because he wants us, he wants our worship and he wants our, he wants relationship with us and he wants us to desire that like he desires it. So to, to have that understanding of we, we were created for that. So that's why he has jealousy over those things. Yeah. So, you know, when God is, when we're talking about the jealousy of God, we have to understand that God has, he has made us, like you said, he's created us. We belong to him. Uh, And anything that belongs to him, if it, uh, for example, uh, when I was doing some research on this, found this helpful definition, or uh, well, I don't know if it's a definition, it's, it's a note that I took off of, uh, out of a book called Biblical Doctrine. And these people said, God's jealousy is his zealous protectedness of all that belongs to him. God's jealousy is his zealous protectiveness of all that belongs to him, like yeah. himself, his name, his glory, his people, his soul right to receive worship and ultimate obedience. So, uh, when God is a jealous God, um, he has a right to be that way because what belongs to him is being drawn away from him. So like in the 10 commandments, if we're worshiping other gods, whatever that would be, our affection and our attention, instead of going to him is going to some, something else. And he's jealous of that because it should be coming to him. And again, this is not a sinful jealousy. This is a righteous jealousy because he has the right to be jealous because we belong to him. For example, in our own life. So, uh, it is my wife. If I were attracted to another woman and I'm spending time with her, I'm going and doing things with her. Um, and I'm in, and my affection is being shifted from my wife to her. My wife has the right to be jealous because by vow, by commitment, I belong to her. So now we're not, we're not talking about a sinful jealousy, which we'll get into later. So God's the same way. I mean, we belong to him and, uh, and his glory belongs to him. So it's okay for God to be jealous and it's okay for us to be jealous in the right circumstance. Um, but God is a jealous God. So I, I think we, we need to keep that in mind. Um, let's see here. Okay. So, je- okay. If God is a jealous God, here's a good question. Then what does that just tell us about jealousy? I mean, just as we examine the jealousy of God, what are some lessons we gather from? it? Yeah. I mean, that's just having that understanding that like this is jealousy comes from an emotion. Um, and, and I think generally like just 
when we talk about emotional discipleship, like we have to have a right understanding that God gave us emotions. So emotions are not bad things. We sinfully twist them into into bad things and we express them poorly. Um, But God wouldn't have given us these emotions if they weren't to be used for for good and for his glory. So so to have that we we have to understand that emotions are not a bad thing. We have to figure out what they are actually communicating to us. So specifically with jealousy, like we always, I think I'm okay with saying that in a blanket statement, we always view jealousy in a bad way. When we hear the word jealousy, we immediately think bad. Yeah, we don't think good jealousy. Like it's not no, we think, no we think some sinful you know it's just yeah. bad yeah yeah so when we think of it that way we have to have that good understanding of, of god redeems that he redeems the the negative jealousy that that happens in our lives so um god is jealous and we we can express that so i think that's what that tells us about jealousy is like it's redeemable um and and god restores jealousy to um to what it was meant to be Okay, so, all right. If God is, if God can be jealous, righteously so. Um, Deuteronomy thirty-two sixteen refers to Israel stirring up God's jealousy. All right, and for them it was worshiping foreign gods. So you know they were they were breaking this commandment to have no other gods and it was stirring up jealousy. So I guess my question for us today is how do believers today stir up the jealousy of God? Well, where do we start? Right. Like (laughs) we, we tend to do that a lot, but I think, I think we, we take uh, some wisdom from, from the Bible that, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Like as much as, the world is different now than when the Bible was written. Things really haven't changed that that much. One thing that has not changed is the core of our sin nature. Like we haven't really changed that much. And so, I, you know, specifically where we are, like we don't see, you know, false gods erected in our homes or in our churches necessarily, although we could have a whole other discussion about the potential that that actually does happen. Um, that's for a whole another discussion, but um, we haven't done those things, but we still see ourselves begin to worship false gods and idols in our lives. So um, for me, I'll just give it a specific example. Um, over the last few years, um, and, and really for a long time, and I didn't really realize it until the last couple of years, I had idolized the idea of becoming a father. Um, so, so I had, I just idolized this. It's the one thing in my life I knew I always wanted. And so I had lifted it, um, to just not a a good place in my life that like, I will be fulfilled when, uh, when I experience this. And so, um, the, I I really do believe I, I stirred up the, the Lord's jealousy in that way, um, where my desire was not for him as my father. Um, but my desire was to be a father. Mm, and so he was super gracious and patient uh, with me and, and really just kind of tore down uh, that in my life uh, through his jealousy and, and causing me to have a desire for him. Because like, I don't, I don't even know how to be a good dad if I don't have right and good relationship with him. Right. So 
Uh, he's been super patient and gracious, but he's been jealous for me in that way. You know, uh, as you were talking, I started, it started making me think of other way, other, other things that we idolize that would stir up God's jealousy. And the thing is, we don't want to stir up God's jealousy. That's right. Okay. That's bad on our part. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> I was thinking, okay, all right. We idolize, um, when I say idolize, I mean, we're making something more important than God. we got this false God in our life. And, yeah. you know, most people, you know, don't have a statue <laughs> that they're worshiping right. uh, in their house, but however, they idolize a career. So they mm -hmm. sacrifice their relationship with God for right. a career or for an education, um, or for, uh, for money. Uh, for a hobby. Sometimes people, you know, will idolize pleasure. Yeah. You know, they just rather go play, you know, right. and rather than um, focus on their relationship with God. And so, you know, reading the Bible, but, you know, talking to God, praying, reading the Bible, going to church, hanging out with believers, growing spiritually, doing ministry, you know, leading people to Christ, you know, and uh, setting your minds on things above and not on things of the earth become secondary or not at all. And we just start idolizing and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to, about Christians doing this. Right. Okay. Right. So I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about Christians Yeah. and we're just stirring up the jealous jealousy because we are admiring and worshiping and committed and dedicated, uh, to something or someone else. And, um, uh, do you find like even maybe not now, but maybe early on in ministry, uh, did you find maybe at times you even idolized being a pastor um, in, in a way that you found more fulfillment in that than, than like experiencing just relationship with Jesus. Like, I, I think that's, that'd be a super uh, good conversation for us to have about like the holy guys in that position can even see some idolization there. Yeah. The temptation. Uh, okay. The temptation for me, uh, God has blessed me. Uh, over the years, I have, for the majority of my ministry, I have been, I've always been in a growing churches. Okay. Mm -hmm. At various sizes and, um, uh, except for one. And so, um, and especially early on, I was at this one church and, uh, it was okay. It was my, what I would classify as my first real full-time church. Uh, the one I was full-time with the, the, the first church of pastor, I was full-time, but it was like, we've ran 30 people. And it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, it just, uh, there wasn't, I was, we weren't full-time. And so, uh, but the second church I went to, I was full-time and, uh, we started growing and man, we, uh, it was exciting. And within just a few years, you know, we had doubled and we were still growing. I mean, I mean, churches haven't had not experienced that in decades. Yeah. And God just brought us some incredible leaders that just were, you know, caught a hold of the vision and, um, and somewhere in there, uh, you know, I, God was having to show me, uh, it's not about me. You know, and I was idolizing the position, the pa being a pastor, um, you know, and I had this standard of what a good pastor looked like. And it was not yeah. a biblical standard. It was an American yeah. standard. Yeah. 
oh, based man. on you know yeah. yeah based on american work ethic and yeah. uh you know uh and god had to chip that away uh i you know and i think he has because i would it would be interesting to see how different i would with what i know now and how i see myself and my relationship with god and what's important how different of a pastor i'd be if i could go back and start over with that same church and, yeah. and, and see how that thing would happen but i think every pastor has to wrestle with this yeah. self-image thing and, and die to somewhere we've got we've got to figure out how to die as, to ourselves and not just yeah. for pastors but for anybody doing ministry okay right uh volunteer full-time somewhere in between um because really when it's when it's all said and done, most idols that we worship, whether it's a statue or whether it's a career or some kind of image, it's all goes back to being selfish. It, you know, mm -hmm. we, we are worshiping something that we think was going to make us happy. Right. You know, and, uh, and whether we like it or not, God is not in the business of making us happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I right. mean, there's a lot of joy in it. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus said very clearly, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to die to yourself. Yeah. And there's there, man, that does not feel good. Again, that's another no. podcast for another day, but, right. um, um, and when we get to sinful jealousy, uh, you know, we're going to have to figure out how to die to ourselves on some things and uh, let yeah. some things go. Um, all right, let's, uh, good stuff, man. Let's, let's, uh, let's move on down the road here. Okay. So let's talk about godly jealousy. So, you know, we've been talking about God's God is jealous. All right. And we've talked a little bit about sinful jealousy, which we're going to dive into deeper here in a moment. Um, but there is, a godly jealousy for us, it's okay. And by definition, godly jealousy is my zealous protectiveness of what God says belongs to me. Okay, so I want to be protective. I want to be jealous uh, over, you know, regarding my wife, regarding my kids, regarding whatever. And so let me give you a verse here. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse two. Paul is writing this to the Corinthian believers. And he says this, for I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ, but I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. Okay. So, uh, the translation I just read is the NLT, and it says, for I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. Now, New American Standard, Christian Standard Bible, that they, they use the phrase godly jealousy. The ESV says divine jealousy. So there is a godly jealousy th that is out there. So um, where do you see godly jealousy expressed in love? I think we already mentioned a couple of them, but do you have in uh, examples for godly jealousy where it's man that's okay to be jealous there i mean i i just thought like as i thought about being jealous um just in my own life like thinking about with with mckenzie my wife and i um i was trying to think like okay what is you know godly jealousy what does that look like because i'm sure that i experience it but i haven't truly just thought about it um so um man 
my wife, first of all, is incredible. She's awesome. I wish everybody could meet her. Um, that's maybe a jealousy in and of itself of like, I'm jealous for everybody that doesn't get to meet her. Um, <laughs> but I get, uh, I think a good jealousy because I love spending time with her when she's spending time with other people and she's just not at home and I'm at home. Oh. Like I, I find some like, man, I just can't wait for her to get home. Um, because I know she's spending time with not me. Um, and so that's kind of maybe a little silly. Um, <laughs> but that's the best example I, I could give. Like she's, she's my wife, like she's, she's my person. And, and so when she's spending time with, with other people, whoever it is, you know, right now while we're recording this, she's at work. Um, she's around other people that are not me and I can't wait for her to get home because then she's back, you know? Um, so that's probably the best, most practical example of that godly jealousy just in, um, in a marriage relationship that I can think of. Every woman who's just heard that is going, Oh, that is so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I wish my husband thought about me like that. (laughs) Well, hopefully they do. Um, and, and I'm like, you're hearing the best of me with that statement. Um, I'm, I'm in no way perfect, uh, the perfect husband, but, um, that is genuinely how I feel uh, about Mackenzie. (laughs) Um, but it, but that is true in a marriage relationship. Obviously, you know, there's some good jealousy that can happen there. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's actually a good scenario because there's really nothing sinful happening here. In right. that, you know, it's just that, wow, my wife is just spending time with somebody else. It's not like she's, you know, being taken away from you, but she's just, yeah. you know, she has to go to work, you know, yeah. um, and you would love for her to be around you uh you know also i think another example would be a pastor for his flock uh, you know because it um i used to describe this as anger or disappointment maybe would be a better word when i would see a believer who uh was growing they you know were coming to church going to a life group i mean there was some stuff happening there and then they just fall away you know, and I would, I would say, man, I'm just so disappointed, you know, and, which is yeah. true. But also I think maybe as a, from a pastor's heart, and I think only pastors can understand this is that there's a little jealousy because the world got them. Yeah. yeah. You know, they fell back in love with the world and not with God's people. And see, that's what Paul is saying. You know, that verse I read out of second Corinthians 11, he has the, mm-hmm. he, you know, he is so closely connected to his people, his church, his, his, the believers, that when they when they begin to be pulled away uh, and deceived, um, you know, using his language, well, he gets jealous and uh, and he's hurt. Uh, uh, and I think for I think I think good shepherds, good pastors, they have this mindset not in a weird way but like these people are mine and i want to i want to protect them from the world and i want to protect them from the devil and i'm going to shepherd them these are you know god has placed these sheep under my shepherding you know this is my flock and um and when those flock begin to stray you know and chasing what they think is something better that the world offers them um and I'm not talking about going to another church. I'm just talking about dropping out, you know? Yeah. 
So there's some godly jealousy here. So I I just want to remind folks, there are times where jealousy is the appropriate emotional response. That, that, that is okay. Um, all right. So let's get into, uh, the sinful jealousy. And this is what most people think of when they think of jealousy and the definition that we're going to work with is this sinful jealousy is my zealous protectiveness of what I perceive belongs to me, but doesn't. Okay. So this is, and again, we're, this is where jealousy becomes wrong. You think someone or something belongs to you that's being taken away from you. Okay. But you think it belongs. And an example of this is, um, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they, they, uh, there's a verse and I should look this up, but there's a verse where it says, uh, they became jealous of Jesus because of the crowds. See, they thought the crowds belonged to them, but when they started following Jesus, um, they, uh, they got jealous because the crowds were now being drawn, being taken away from them and they were following Jesus. And so the Bible says they became jealous, which then ended up with them, you know, crucifying them. But, uh, which that is the sinful jealousy because the crowds didn't belong to them. It, they, you know, uh, but they thought they, they did. Um, okay. So, uh, when it comes to sinful jealousy, um, Let's just kind of walk through some characteristics of it. For example, you had mentioned this a while ago, sinful jealousy is a result of your sinful nature. Okay. That's generally speaking, that is where it comes from. So I'm going to read Galatians chapter five, uh, because it talks about the sinful nature and jealousy. Um, all right, here we go. It says Galatians five, 19 says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, there's a key word, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Okay, so one observation I want to make here is that according to Galatians 5, it separates jealousy and envy. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's, there, there's two different things here. Um, if you were to try to describe the difference between envy and jealousy to someone, how would you do that? And yeah, as I, as I thought about that, cause I, we'd talked a little bit and I had never thought about it. Um, <laughs> cause, because we talked about like it, it's just kind of, they're kind of used in the same in the same light. Um, so I tried to just put this in, in more of a, an attainable, like something I can actually grasp. And when the more I looked at it, it seems like jealousy comes with some sort of resentment toward the other party. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where envy just seems like you just really want what the other person has. Um, so I would think of jealousy in like, in, in the way of like, uh, you you would like to have what somebody else has by taking it away from them. Like you don't want them to have it. You want to have it. And while an envy would be like, you're okay with somebody else having it as long as you can have it too. So that that's the best way I could describe the difference between the two. 
Yeah, and the reason why I want to split hairs here is because <clears throat> um, if I go to the doctor and he says, Jeff, you've got cancer, I don't want to be treated just generically for cancer. Right. Okay. So let's, you know, now, uh, cause I, I don't want to be treated generically for sin. If I've got an, you know, cause everybody struggles with different sins and some people sure. struggle with this for whatever reason. And I, I want the doctor to narrow it down. I want, I want him to say, Jeff, you have this type of cancer and it is located in this particular organ. So now, you know, we just now, and we're going to treat that. Um, and I think it's significant, uh, for Christians and, and, and important for us to make a distinction here, because if we're going to manage this, if we're going to deal with this, if we're going to experience victory over it, uh, we have to be able to name it accurately because there are some people who are struggling with envy, but not jealousy. And there are Mm -hmm. some people who struggle with jealousy, but not envy, even though, they seem like they're identical twins. Yeah. But even if they are identical twins, identical twins are not the same. Uh, and by the way, talking about identical twins, uh, when I was in sixth grade, yes, sixth grade, I was dating this girl and uh, she had an identical twin sister. And uh, every single time I called, I always had to ask some kind of key question (laughs) because they sounded identical on the phone to make sure I was actually talking to the right one. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and there were times where I would see them, you know, because the girl I did was actually in the class, same class I was, but uh, there were times where I would see them separated, like, you know, run into, and I would, I mean, I really had to like, okay is is this her or not I mean, you know, it's, yeah yeah so uh that's why it's important that we have a distinction between jealousy yeah. and envy that's right you don't want to go to the wrong one when you I, then, when yeah you i want to make sure <laughs> i'm dealing with the right one here so uh, uh all right so uh, i'm with you um envy and jealousy we even though in our language we treat them synonymously um uh, they are not the same. And so when I was thinking through this, doing some research, um, um, I had to make a little list. And so in my head, here's how it works. Envy wants what others have. Doesn't belong to me, but I want what they got. That's envy, man. You've got the position you've got, um, you know, you've got the money, you've got the looks, you've got whatever, you know what I'm saying? You got the recognition, you know, uh, so envy wants what others have. Jealousy is the fear of losing what you have to someone else. Okay, I, 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 I have this. God has said this is mine. This actually belongs to me. This person belongs to me, uh, but they're being taken away. You know, the credit actually is mine, but it's being taken away. And so it's jealous. So they're getting the credit and not me, even though, you know, I did all the work. So, uh, envy is usually passive. Um, it's more of an internal thing. Uh, but jealousy seems to be vengeful and active more so, yeah. uh, uh, cause the Bible even talks about the, the jealousy of a husband can be harmful. Uh, envy says, I want what you have. Jealousy says, I want what you have because I think it belongs to me. 
sinful jealousy because yeah. I think it belongs to me. Uh, uh, so God is not envious. The Bible never says he's an envious God. He says he's a right. jealous God. Uh, but again, that's a good jealousy. Um, and, uh, so the separation really deals with what I think belongs to me and what I don't envy is about what others have that I don't have. Jealousy is about something I perceive as mine that's being taken away by someone else. Um, yeah. so when we're starting to wrestle with it, um, we have to realize it does come from the sinful nature, according to Galatians five, but there's yeah. a distinction here. Okay. And we're talking about jealousy, um, uh, uh, you think you have a right, you think you have a possession, you think you have something, a person, and it's being taken away from you. But sinful jealousy is you are deceived in thinking that that's actually yours. This is where it gets confusing, because this is why I think a lot of people do the whole synonymous thing with envy and jealousy is because, well, it's not really mine, but I, if I, re if I realize it's not mine, well, now... I've stepped into envy, but if I think it's mine and it's being taken away, well, now I'm into sinful jealousy. Yeah. See? Right. So, I mean, it's, man, it's close, but it's yeah. not quite, you know, yeah. uh, all right. Any thoughts on the whole envy, jealousy comparison? No, I, I was trying to think of an example and, and like, I, I was just thinking about doing group projects in school. Um, you know, you do, you do, however much of the work and you don't get any credit for it. And the person that doesn't do any of the work is getting some credit. Like there, there's some jealousy there. Um, when, I mean, it's the group, uh, at the end of the day, you don't, you know, you, you think the credit is more yours than what it is. And, um, that's, that's the only thing I was thinking about. I was like, that's, I've, I, I've at least experienced that. So that, yeah. that's the difference, I think. Well, you know, for those who, who are listening, who know the Bible, the, the Bible talks about don't covet another man's wife. All right. So the word yeah. covet is very closely related to envy because mm -hmm. that man's wife doesn't belong to you. Um, you know, you're coveting what he has, uh, or it also says don't covet another man's servants, you know, and, uh, uh, but that is a, that's, Again, that's very closely related to envy, not jealousy, because yeah. again, the, the other man's wife belongs to him, not you, right. uh, you know, and you should have just married better. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and so you are stuck with that woman, whether you like her or not. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So, uh, another thought about sinful jealousy is sinful jealousy reflects spiritual immaturity. Oh, uh, so first Corinthians three says this, uh, again, Paul is writing to the same group of believers that we mentioned earlier. And so he says, and I brothers and sisters could not speak to you as spiritual people, but only as fleshly. What he's really saying is I couldn't talk, you know, our language today would be, I couldn't talk to you like you were Christians. Okay. You know, you were yeah. still very much worldly. Okay. Uh, brother, sister, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but only as fleshly as to infants in Christ. Okay, man. We're, mm, all right. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food for you were not yet able to consume it. Not even now you are not yet able for you are still fleshly for since there. And then he says, and here's the reason why I had to talk to you this way for 
there is jealousy and strife among you. Oh, that's interesting. Are you not fleshly? And are you not walking like ordinary people? For when one person says, I am with Paul, and another says, I am with Apollos, are you not ordinary people? Okay, so he is one of the characteristics, one of the signs of spiritual immaturity, or as he calls them, infants in Christ. One of the signs for him is, man, I see jealousy uh, within you. Uh, so if we see that in somebody, how do we help them grow? Yeah, that's, um, it, it's probably a simplistic view, a simplistic answer, but I wholeheartedly, like I wholeheartedly believe that like every issue is a gospel issue. Um, when, when jealousy is, is within us, it, just stems from a skewed view of who Jesus is, um, and, and who we are. Like, we just don't, we don't have an understanding. I don't think of, of the holiness of God and our sinfulness. And so Jesus has become smaller in our minds. Um, in these verses, like I said, Paul's talking to, to infants in the faith. And because of this, you see that they don't have a good understanding of walking in holiness, uh, in this newfound faith, because they're, they continue to walk as ordinary people. Um, when, when we know that Christians are to be set apart from ordinary, um, like Christians are supposed to be essentially weird, um, not normal, <laughs> not ordinary. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I, for me, I would say a main way to help somebody understand and grow is to help them understand where they have their own affections, um, where they're finding their identity. So, like, when I, um, when I examined my affections, um, like, I, like I talked about earlier, my affections were for being a father. Um, so when I, when I examined that, my affections were misplaced on this worldly thing. And, and even being jealous of the adoration of the world in the success of another ministry, my, my, my adoration and my affections, they were misplaced on that, on that worldly adoration instead of finding identity and acceptance in Jesus. So, I mean, any growth that's going to happen, it, it would, I would want to help somebody find just this regular rhythm of confessing sin and repenting of sin and believing and trusting in Jesus, just restoring his restoration work in their life. Well, I think one thing that we can do for them, uh, is to help them see it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause Paul, I mean, he just point blank says, man, you guys are jealous. Yeah. And of course for them, it has something to do with all these power struggles with these cliques. You know, I'm with Paul, I'm with Apollos, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And, right. uh, I do think we have to point it out and be lovingly, you know, and mm -hmm. I think Paul's trying to do this. He's not yelling at them here you know, yeah. in the letter. He's just being upfront with them, uh, because it's a bad, it, it is, a, we have to help people grow emotionally and again this series is called emotional discipleship so we're trying to help people grow emotionally you know placing their emotions under the authority of christ redeeming their emotions and uh trying to love god with all your heart you know and soul which includes your emotions and so um all right let's see we wow okay we're gonna there's a lot we're gonna skip but just for those who are listening i mean man uh 
the Bible connects uh, sinful jealousy to being earthly, unspiritual, and demonic in James chapter three. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Bible talks about in Proverbs 14, 30, where sinful jealousy can make a person sick. I mean, mm. you know, you know, it says jealousy is like cancer in the bones. Yeah. They just, just it, you know, and some people who get jealous, by the way, I mean, they're, they're, they struggle with insomnia. If you look up jealousy and physical <laughs> issues, you will find stuff like insomnia, panic attacks, headaches, chest pain, high blood pressure, stomach aches, weight changes, either overeating, not eating, you know what I'm saying? It all comes with jealousy. And, um, uh, just, I mean, okay. So, uh, you remember how I told you when I was younger, you know, I was, I was a jealous individual over girlfriends. Well, I had this one girlfriend dated with her, dated her for four years. And, uh, the last year, you know, it was an on and off. We would break up, get back together, break up, get back together, you know? And the last time we broke up, she broke up with me. And now I was in college, freshman year in college. She was in high school, senior year. And she was planning on coming to the same college I was. We were planning on getting married. I mean, uh, you know, we weren't technically engaged, but we were because we, you know, I'd given her a promise ring. Oh, you know, yes. 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 And so, um, and uh, anyway, I, when she broke up with me the last time I knew it was over, I mean, I just sensed it. But for me, man, I could not sleep for one week. Here's what happened. I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I didn't go to class. I didn't home. I didn't do homework. I mean, I just shut down, you know, mm. and, uh, it was devastating to me because, uh, you know, at that time in my life, I had lost her, but then God brought Pam into my life, you know, uh, I don't know, about a year later. So, uh, it all worked out. So her loss but it was traumatic <laughs> for at least for one week there, man, it was miserable. And yeah. there was some jealousy in there. Um, yeah. and so, uh, that's a story for another day. All right. So what we're going to do is I want to spend the rest of the time, the next 10 minutes or so, uh, talking about managing jealousy and, um, because the Bible says things like, okay, so the first thing that we, we need to do is we're going to have to develop a healthy love for others. Okay, because 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient, kind. Love is not jealous. Okay, so how does love protect, uh, protect us or prevent us from experiencing sinful jealousy? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like the, the true, true love, like in relationship with, with God, um, I think it's understanding that we don't own anything that we have at the end of the day. Um, right. The ownership is, is God's. Um, so like, even, you know, in my, in my love for Mackenzie, my wife, like at the end of the day, she doesn't belong to me. Um, she, she belongs to, to the Lord. Um, so I think that protection that uh, the, the right view of, of others, the right view of things uh, that, that God, provides to us the right love for those things has us have the right mindset about you know how we treat uh how we treat people and how we treat the things that we have um yeah there's something transformational about biblical love hmm. um i mean and love is not jealous now again we're not talking about godly jealousy uh, because, you know, 
God is perfect love, but yet he's a jealous God. Okay. So yeah. we're not talking about, oh, yeah. we're not talking about godly, uh, godly jealous here. Um, love is not going to be this sinful jealousy. That's just not what it's going to do. Right. Um, it's not going to respond. It's not going to operate out of that. I mean, cause when you love somebody based on first Corinthians, you're not going to be boastful. You're not going to be proud. You're not going to be rude. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to keep a record of wrongs. And I don't mean mm -hmm. on a piece of paper. I'm talking about in your mind, keeping yeah. lists. Okay. They did this, 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 and this, yeah. uh, you know, love is not irritable. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. How's that even possible? Love yeah. is not irritable, but it is possible. You know, uh, it does not rejoice about injustice, you know, rejoices whenever the truth, oh no, it goes. So, uh, there is something when love takes over, it changes and impacts your perception and your emotions about yourself, about God and about what you are a steward over even the relationships you have. Yeah. Uh, a love is not just so you know as god works on you he's going to develop this love and over time the healthy love which i did not have by the way when i was younger um and so um you know and, and god's having to deconstruct had to deconstruct some stuff in me and reconstruct yeah. what love and what a healthy relationship looks like um okay so another principle on if you're going to manage uh this jealousy thing I think it's important to practice the presence of God. And the reason why I say that is because of Romans 13, verse 13, it says this, because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness, uh, in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling mm -hmm. and jealousy. Okay. Instead, here's the point. Instead, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. So when I say practice the presence of God, I, I, I'm talking about having this mindset and this percept perspective that you are in the presence of God 24-7. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you're just completely aware of that. Um Jesus is real to you. Uh, and not all believers are there. And, you know, sometimes we slip out of that awareness. Uh, yeah. But we've got, we, this is a practice that he says, instead, clothe yourselves. And to me, I mean, right now, I mean, I got up this morning, I put clothes on, uh, I, you know, because uh, that's an intentional thing I do every morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I do think that clothing yourselves with the presence of the Lord is something you have to do intentionally. And I think yeah. that's one reason why th he says the way clothe yourselves, this is something you've got to do. Uh, you need to put on his presence. Um, any comments on the practicing the presence of God with this? Yeah. I, I've had a, even a couple of conversations in the last week um, about this, this idea of what that looks like. Um, just trying to find a rhythm and, and I'm not even completely there of what this looks like in my life, just finding a rhythm daily to remind yourself of the gospel in and of itself. Like just reminding what, you know, who I am, who God is and what, what God has done to provide me the opportunity to even come before him. Um, I think that's even having a daily rhythm of that is super important for the believer to just have that recognition is like, I'm going to fail without Jesus. I'm going to participate in these sinful things today without Jesus and clothing myself in, 
in Jesus. And just practically, um, a, a young guy that I meet with, um, there was a, there's specific sin struggle in his life. And he's, he's found such victory over the last month, month and a half, where he's just like, I've found that when I have these sinful desires, I run to scripture and, and I've just been pouring, he, he had said that he'd just been pouring himself over just the Psalms. Um, and, and he said, it's, it's amazing that the, in the Psalms, he said, when I feel the way I'm feeling, I read where God knows how I feel. Um, and so I think that's a couple of specific ways to, to just find rhythms, uh, of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, I think for many Christians, we are so busy. We don't have time to think about God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, you know, going to work, going to soccer games with kids, grandkids, cleaning the house, what's for supper, helping kids with homework. Um, you know, and I will say this, there are times where uh, jealousy, envy, I don't know that I got some friends who are my age and I do struggle from time to time with, uh, they'll talk about, yeah, they were sitting on their back patio reading last night, blah, blah, blah. All their kids are moved out. You know, I mean, you're yeah. on the front of it all this. I'm on right. the back of all right. this. And, uh, I've already gone through four kids and got, now I got two more, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and I was thinking, what would it be like? you know, to every or most evenings where I can literally just sit and read, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not have to, uh, take care of a five-year-old and two-year-old, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and do life with them. And, uh, right. uh, not, not that I'm bitter, but there are just, I'm no. just saying there are times where I just go, man, that must be nice, you know? And, yeah. uh, and I was listening to a podcast by this guy the other day. So, um, there's a project I want to work on and I've just, I've, I've got a block time off of it anyway. And this one guy was talking about how he, uh, uh, the, uh, on the podcast, he's written a book about anxiety and, uh, he said he wrote the book sitting, most of it sitting at his dining room table, <laughs> you know, yeah. with the kid. And it's a, and it's a great book and, I, and, I, yeah. and I'm about halfway through it. And, uh, and I thought, you know what, I, I can, I can, I can do this again because you know, I did my dissertation, uh, with four kids running around me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and I thought, okay, I, I can, I can do this. And so at least give it a shot. And, uh, yeah. but, uh, but that, there's, there's that, I don't know, envious, jealous thing that when yeah. it'd be, boy, you know, you guys don't waste your time. I'm thinking, man, I would love to have an extra 12 hours a week. You know what I'm saying? To <laughs> yeah. Sit around and think about God, you know, at a deeper level, I would be so much better if I just had more time to sit around and think. And, yeah. Uh, then again, maybe not. God says, Jeff, it's dangerous when you think, uh, <laughs> you know? I was going to say, I, I'm pretty dangerous with extra time. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. I am too. Uh, all right, we need to move on because we're, we're already like at an hour here. Uh, all right, a couple other thoughts for those who have made it this far. Uh, Romans 13 also says that we need to think differently at the end of it. It's, it says, after it talks about jealousy uh, and putting on the presence of the Lord, it says, and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires, meaning in our context, in our conversation, jealousy. Uh, I think there are times where we get so simply jealous that we start thinking of ways, crazy ways to either pay the person back, steal back, yeah. you know, and, uh, 
uh, I mean, people do crazy things out of passion. I mean, one of the, one of the, one of the reasons in some cases why people commit murder is because of jealousy, Yeah, you know, or yeah. people, you know, I've seen, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. I keep going back to middle school, but, uh, um, I remember, okay. It was, uh, I was in middle school. So let's see, this would have been a Thursday because we had, we had football games on Thursday night. And, uh, so the football players, we had, we had this after school, we stayed around, the school, we had to hang around the school and do stuff, get on the bus, get ready to go. Anyway, me and a friend of mine, uh, on the team, we'd always go down to this little, we'd walk down to this little restaurant and, and get something to eat and drink. And we were there one after, after afternoon after school. And all of a sudden these two girls started fighting and they ended up out in the middle of the street. We're talking a, we're talking a, a four way with the light cars coming and going, they are in the middle of the street and they are fist fighting. I mean, man, they are getting after it. Um, and my friend, Kevin, Kevin, and I, we're standing there just going, this is the greatest thing I have ever <laughs> seen. Yeah, <laughs> We're not trying to intervene. We're not doing, we're just watching the show. And, uh, so, uh, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, uh, across the street where the school was sort of across the street, this, uh, teacher, one of the teachers comes running down the hill, seeing what's going on, runs out in the middle of the road, grabs one of them. And she's like half the size of these, th these were, uh, athletic girls that were fighting. And, yeah. uh, um, and, but it was over a guy. That's what it was, you know, yeah. it was over some guy. And I am telling you, jealousy can make you do crazy things. And, yeah. uh, uh, and, and that's why I think Paul says in Romans, he says, right. he says the statement about jealousy and about the presence of God. I think that's why he says, don't let yourself think of ways to indulge Right. those evil desires like jealousy because it's going to lead you down a bad path you're going to right. say something you regret you're going to do something you regret you're going to hurt somebody you know any thoughts on that yeah i mean that just comes back to to how we you know practice those daily rhythms um what what are we thinking about when when we recognize sin in our life like we're either it's it's one or the other we're gonna we're gonna you know confess that repent of it or we're going to act on it. Um, if we just, and, and we, you know, if we say, well, there's a third option of just letting it be, well, it's going to fester and get worse. Um, just, just like a cancer. If we don't do anything about it, uh, it's going to get worse. Um, I think this is where, as we grow spiritually, you know, we're getting the mind of Christ where, you know, Romans 12 talks about renewing your mind, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, there's a reason why over and over and over again, the Bible talks about, uh, you know, set your mind on things above, you know, think on these things, you know, yeah. in Philippians and, uh, you know, our God has given us a brain and oftentimes what we feel and think we end up doing. And so it's amazing to me how, if we can change how we think, we change how we feel. Yeah. Um, you know, if we, once we get a new mindset about something, um, you know, here's the deal, be honest with you. When I'm thinking right, I can lose weight easy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I'm not thinking right, 
I can gain weight easy. Oh yeah. You know? And it's all, it's all about a mindset and yeah. having the right mindset. And, uh, because when you have the right mindset, you, you can, you actually, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's easier to do what you know you need to do if you have the yeah. right mindset. Yeah. And um, sacrifice is still sacrifice, but it doesn't feel so much like sacrifice mm -hmm. when you have a sacrificial mindset. Yeah. And so, um, uh, all right. So, all right, guys, we've been doing this for about an hour. I uh, hope this has been helpful to you. If it has, uh, you know, share it um, and pass it on. Uh, we're uh, here with conversations. We talk about just about anything. And today we've been talking about jealousy. Uh, well, Jacob, I'm going to give you the last uh, word on this thing. Any last comments you want to say about emotional discipleship and jealousy? Yeah, I, I think what just came to mind was was just there. There's no shame in admitting that you struggle with with jealousy or whatever else. Um, especially, you know, those that are that are followers of Jesus. You know, in, in Romans, we 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 see Paul. He says, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, we, we should live in that and say, you know, there's no shame in confessing this and understanding that, that we struggle with this. And so, uh, yeah, just rest in the fact that, that Christ has covered that sin uh, and that he desires to restore you and, and renew you uh, as you walk through, uh, walk through uh, just repenting and, and uh, believing in what Jesus has done. You know, I'm sitting here thinking that at least on the golly jealousy thing, I think it would be, I think one way to express your love to someone is to say, I am jealous for you. And I feel like mm. you're, you're, I feel like you're leaving me. Yeah. I feel like something or someone is taking you away. And, uh, cause that's what God does. And I think sometimes, I mean, and if you honestly feel that way about in regarding godly jealousy, um, you know, I think it's okay to admit that to someone, sure, you know, in a loving way. And because I'm sitting here right now thinking, I'm not sure if I've ever said that. I haven't, <laughs> or anyone <laughs> no, has, I can tell you that, yeah, or has, or someone said that to me. And I mean, if you know, we didn't have, we didn't use that word, you know, jealous, yeah. but, uh, um, but I think in some ways that's therapeutic. And I think there are times where some, I think for couples at least, I think for some marriages, uh, that may need to be that's that's a healthy conversation, yeah, you sure. know, uh, honey, I love you, and I feel like something is taking you away you're not you're not here like you used to yeah. be and i, and I yeah. know we didn't get into this and i know we have gone a long time but like the more that sits within you and you don't talk about it the more bitter you get right the more resentful you get toward yeah. that person yeah. and they don't even know it no which is a terrible thing <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah uh yeah you're right anyway i said that i was gonna give you the last word so uh I just and had I, it, man. You just it. had it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jacob, man. Thanks for joining me. Uh, and uh, for those who are listening, uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been Conversations. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to click subscribe and leave us a great review. 
And to find out more about Genesis Church, please visit www.genesisbegins.com.